Welcome, everyone, to CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's award-winning podcast and also the city's first business-focused podcast. Our show is presented by the Columbus Chamber of Commerce and Capital University. My name is Michaela Hunt, brand journalist and host for CBuzz, where we bring you unique but impactful stories directly from leaders right here in our Central Ohio business community. Now, normally, we would be coming to you from our home at Capital University's Convergent Media Center, a truly collaborative space for students and faculty to study music, film, creative writing, and digital media. However, as you can imagine, things are a little different as we continue to prioritize all COVID-19 health and safety guidelines. And if you haven't been able to tell so far, because of our great audio technicians, we are recording this episode virtually. And we're so excited to be able to share stories from incredible entrepreneurs and businesses right here in Central Ohio in 2021. We appreciate your patience and your understanding as we maneuver our virtual recording sessions through Zoom. Now, today, we have an exciting guest joining our show, a familiar guy to me and to many of you who are listening, Columbus Chamber of Commerce President and CEO, Don DePero. Don, so good to talk to you. Michaela, it's so great to be with you, and thanks so much for the team at Capital for all of their help and support on these podcasts. They're amazing. We're able to educate and inform and share all this great innovative information because of them. I I wholeheartedly agree. They do a fantastic job. Um, We are thrilled to have you here. It's been a while. You've been with us before. I I think it was maybe a couple of years ago, if I'm not mistaken. It it was very early on. I believe we talked about uh, our workforce and what the chamber's plans were in the workforce arena. And of course, they've come such a long way since that time. Uh, We're very excited with the progress we've made. And I feel like we've lived a couple lifetimes since then, if I'm going to be honest. Uh, This, uh, you know, it's been a year now, a little more than a year. And uh, I I think I shared with the team at one of our first uh, staff uh, uh, gatherings, I said, I I think we're going to hear the term unprecedented an unprecedented number of times. (laughs) Uh, And, uh, you know, we certainly have with this is... uh, hopefully something that we'll never have to go through again, hopefully. And we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, so that's wonderful. I hope, yes, I hope a 100-year pandemic is truly a thing, right? Like, we really, truly hope we don't. Your crew, though, has been so innovative in the last year, and honestly, I can't wait to find out what's to come next for business owners and employees through the chamber, because I know you guys have some amazing plans coming out of the season that we're in right now. But before we dive into our conversation, can you just share, I don't think we were able to get into this when we had our last conversation, can you just share a little bit? about your professional experiences leading up to the chamber. You spent more than 30 years in the publishing business, and that's how I got to know you at first when I was in media at Channel 4. So tell us a little bit about what led up to the chamber for you. Sure, and thanks for asking, Michaela. Uh, I, um, uh, I'm a native of, of Buffalo, New York, and uh, went to school there and went to the State University College uh, and now I'm really dating myself, but in the late 70s and uh, graduated in the early 80s uh, and uh, worked uh, at the uh, Buffalo News, the big daily newspaper in, in Buffalo. It was very, those were very um, exclusive internships to get because only about 1% of the applicants were accepted because not only was it an incredible uh, experience, but they paid pretty well. And I'll tell you, they paid uh, $180 a week. 
and that was uh, the internship, $180 <laughs> a week. So it's that come out to about $450 an hour or something like that. And then that's a 40-hour work week. And as an intern, we put in 50, 60-hour work weeks because we were all hopeful that they would somehow find a way to hire us uh, afterward. Um, I went to Gannett for a few years after that. And it's interesting to see how Gannett has uh, developed over the years. And in fact, Gannett is the owner of our own Columbus Dispatch now, which is really interesting to see. Uh, they, at the time, they owned the daily newspaper in Niagara Falls, New York. And uh, I uh, was there for several years. Before I joined um, American City Business Journals, the parent company of, of Business First, of course, uh, I was with that company nearly 32 years, which is amazing. And uh, 20 years as the president and publisher of Columbus Business First. And uh, I was just um, really honored uh, 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 that uh, a few uh, leading members of our incredible business community came to me. And and uh, actually the original conversation was about me going on the board of directors of the chamber. And uh, I, 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 now that it's uh, uh, more than five years, I can say, I was actually sitting in my office uh, at Business First, and uh, from 20 feet away in the newsroom, it uh, was breaking news, and uh, it was the uh, the president and publisher of the of the Columbus Chamber of Commerce resigns, and uh, um, immediately the conversation turned from um, me serving on the board to me running the organization. You are, Don, uniquely suited for this job based on what you did with Columbus Business First. I will say that. And for those in media who are looking to change to something different and for those looking for that second career, you really took what you knew kind of from subject matter within media and made this thing happen with that expertise. Can you talk a little bit about that and how meaningful that has been to you, but also to the chamber for what you bring in from that publishing, that communications, that marketing perspective from working so closely with a newspaper for so long in the way that you did. Well, it's so nice of you to say, Mikhail. I, I, I greatly appreciate that. Um, uh, it takes a lot to humble me. And those were very humbling, humbling words. Uh, you know, being uh, in the business media was really the the, the key preparation for this because you know, I, I have so many friends uh, throughout this entire um, business community. In fact, I, I believe when I signed on, there were 34 chamber board members, and I knew 30 of them. Uh, and and of the 30 that I uh, that I knew, I'd say r- really knew two dozen, and really, really, really knew a dozen at least. And uh, so it was just such a natural uh, transition. It didn't even seem like a transition. It just seemed like I just, you know, just moved over into a different role. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the chamber had, um, uh, not that I'm counting, 1,288 members. And now we have nearly 2,100. Uh, so we've grown by 60 to 65%. My, my math is failing me. But a follow-up question for you, because I think this is important for those of our listeners who are, you know, seasoned in their career of choice. I want to ask you, it was a natural transition, but now that you're into this sixth year, 
What would you say about the risk? I mean, there are probably people listening to this who might be think about might be thinking about doing something different. So now that you're six years into this, what would you say about that? Taking the risk, making the leap to do something different with the knowledge, though, that you have. You know, life is a risk. You know, stepping off the street corner is is a risk. Uh, um, so I, 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 you know, it's really funny because I, I never really was a risk taker. But but uh, you know I, I I packed up and and left my hometown of Buffalo and I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina for five years, managing editor and editor of the paper there, and then became publisher in Jacksonville, Florida for five years. Um, dragged my 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 poor wife up and down the eastern United States, and and when they called about when the the chairman at the time called about Columbus, Ohio. Um, uh, you know, we jumped at the chance because we knew that Columbus was a wonderful community. We knew that it was the home of Ohio State University and and the capital city. And so it's given us a chance to live in really four great communities. Um, and and I got to I was on the board of directors at the Jacksonville Business Journal. So I had some prior knowledge about chambers and how they work. But what I really liked about this one, and I can't take credit for it because it was in the works when I came on was, 99% of the chambers of commerce in this country uh, have a dues-based system on the number of employees a company has. So ostensibly, you'd pay a, a base membership fee, and a company with 100 employees would pay double the annual dues of a company with 50 employees. And I, I never really liked that system. And what the Columbus Chamber was, was doing was they created a four-tiered dues system based entirely on a value proposition. Uh, it starts at $950 a year, and then that's our access level membership, and then our growth levels at $1,500. Our elite is at $2,750, and then our leadership level is at $5,350 a year. And you think, wow, there's a chamber membership that's over $5,300. Uh, but but we have different values applied to each of those levels. For instance, for instance, the, just quickly at at the nine hundred and fifty dollar level, we'll write one letter uh, of recommendation on your behalf as a business owner to a company that you would like to open the door to. Uh, if there's a company you want to meet at the five thousand three hundred and fifty dollar level, we'll write twenty letters every year of introduction. And you know, I'm fortunate being over 25 years now in this incredible business community. And I, I know so many of the CEOs that I, you know, if it's, if, if we're doing this on behalf of a company that I know, and I know the CEO and I know the business, I'll pick up the phone and call three or four um, uh, uh, CEOs on their behalf and say, Hey, will you meet with this company? They're a great company. They've asked us to make an introduction on their behalf. And, and, and when you think of that, in terms of a $5,000 membership, you know, uh, getting one piece of business will far outweigh that the, the cost of that mem membership. Uh, because, you know, one good piece of business could lead to tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in, in revenue for you. So I really like this, this the, the, how this chamber was positioned and that they have a dues, a four-tier dues structure that's based entirely on a value proposition. You all do so much, and we'll kind of go into some a little bit of everything as we have this conversation. But 
you know, talk about value proposition, you, the chamber's support of the business community has arguably never been more important than it has in 2020 and 2021. Really, Don, what was your approach to addressing some of the challenges of the pandemic with some of the programs and initiatives you have for these businesses? And where does the chamber stand today? So um, over a year ago, when we went into this mid-March of, of last year, uh, I, I mentioned how I made the comment about, uh, you know, about uh, the, these will be extraordinary times. And so I asked the team, we have 21 full-time associates. I said, we're going to call every member. We are going to call every member, not email them, you know, not text them. We're going to pick up the phone. And it's about 100 calls per, per associate, 2,100 members, 21 associates. Um, I took, of course, the board of director and a board of directors and a couple of key committees, and we set out to call every member. And we wanted them to know that we were there for them that you know, we wanted to give them some reassurance that they had a business partner in their Columbus, Columbus Chamber of Commerce, uh, that we wanted to hear from them. We wanted to hear from them regularly uh, on how this pandemic was going to affect them and how we could support them. What, what can we do for them? How can we help? Um, and I, I really appreciate you asking that question, Michaela, because I, I think this team of associates just rose to the challenge. They just did an incredible job. And, and, and as a result, we're now in the midst of our first major renewal period and, and we're doing great. Um, and I, I really think it's because our members realized the value of that $950 or $1,500, $2,750 membership our companies need us more than ever right now. Uh, the business community needs what we do at the chamber more than ever. And you know what? Really, the number one request we're getting is connections. They want us to help them with business development. Now, we're not their sales force. We can't actually do their selling for them, but we can help them. We can make connections. You know, we also have an array of services, our affinity partners. We offer great discounts. We have an energy plan. We can save our members money on their natural gas and their electricity. We have a partnership uh, with, with, uh, um, uh, for, for office supplies, Office Depot, Office Max, for office supplies and dis discounts there. We have a 401k plan with Nationwide. We have a workers' compensation discount. We can get you up to a 51% on your workers' comp insurance with CareWorks Comp. And, and the, the most successful and biggest program we have that was really thanks to a great longtime relationship I had with Medical Mutual of Ohio uh, is with the Cleveland uh, uh, business organization called COSI, the Council of Smaller Enterprises. And we partner on a health insurance plan. And it's just great health insurance. Uh, there are 21 different options for small businesses, soup to nuts, eye plans, dental plans, everything. And uh, we have hundreds of members as a result of that health insurance plan. In fact, we also have a health insurance only membership. So if you only want health insurance, you could join the chamber uh, at a discounted rate to take advantage of that. And that's been an overwhelming success. 
And we didn't even touch on advocacy work. I can only imagine the advocacy work you've done, given the government situation in businesses right now, probably has been immense. Well, our vice president of government relations, Holly Gross, does just an exceptional job. And our government affairs steering committee um, uh, features 30 of the top government relations uh, 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 people in our community. They're amazing. And at any given time, we are working on literally, literally dozens of pieces of legislation, not only city, Franklin County, state, but we also have retained a very strong uh, Washington, D.C.-based lobbying group that only works for the state of Ohio, that only represents Ohio issues. And uh, and uh, they're fantastic. They are fantastic, too. I'll give you a quick example, if I will. Uh, Holly and the Government Affairs Steering Committee uh, really prepared me because before he left office, Governor Kasich offered a deep discount on, on state income tax for pass-through businesses. Uh, the governor excused uh, small business owners uh, on up to the first $250,000 of the revenue they brought in. And when he left office, uh, the, the new legislature coming in decided to reduce that discount from the first $250,000 um, of, of your income to $100,000. Um, that would have meant that small businesses across our state uh, would have paid $1.1 billion more in state income tax. And uh, it was really interesting for me to see it operate from the other side. And uh, I was uh, really armed with an excellent script. And uh, we sat virtually all day. And I testified before the Senate Finance Committee. And, and there were others. Um, but uh, it was uh, really interesting to testify before the Senate Finance Committee. And, you know, we saved we saved that program that Governor Kasich initiated. And it's still in effect. This was a couple of years ago. So uh, small business owners get a break of up to uh, uh, and up to their first two hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars of, of income every year. So, you know, most business owners don't know that across the state, across the state, especially here. And so all business owners benefited from that, from the work we did. We helped save $1.1 billion in income tax for the small businesses of our state. We worked very hard on that, and I'm really proud of that accomplishment. You have a number of services that you offer to Columbus Chamber members, and, and we've been talking through some of them as we've gone through this conversation. Is there a particular service, Don, that you think non-members of the Chamber would be surprised to learn about that we haven't covered in some of what we've talked about? So I was honored um, last year, uh, after only three years at the chamber, so three, four years, to be asked to lead the Ohio Metro Chambers Coalition. And the Ohio Metro Chambers Coalition uh, uh, consists of the eight largest chambers in the state, Akron, Canton, Youngstown, Cleveland, Toledo, Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, and the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. Um, And I, I just finished my year's service uh, as, as chair of that organization. And what I saw in many of our sister chambers is they'll have like one ombudsman on staff, one person who takes calls from their members 
and, uh, you know, helps answer questions, helps put out fires, helps resolve issues they may be facing. Well, we have a five person, one quarter of our team, five of our associates are our member resource specialists, our member resource specialists. And that's led by Vice President of Member Services, Lori Holt. Uh, Zaki, uh, who leads the Columbus Region Logistics Council, is one of the four associates. And, and those associates, uh, Francesca, Francesca uh, Cardillo and uh, Taylor Exner and Mallory Roth, their focus is uh, to be uh, one-on-one uh, uh, connectors for our members. They each have an account list. And uh, our rule is our rule is that when a chamber member reaches out to us, we get back to them within 24 hours. Within 24 hours, we have to get back to them. And if we don't know, if we don't have an answer for them, we find out the answer and get back to them. And, and, and I think that's one of the critical reasons why we're having so much success with renewing our members because when they're in a time of need, and, and you know, we all know this past uh, uh, year or, or longer uh, has been a time of need that we support them. We answer their questions. We support them in any way we can. We make connections. Um, I, I've spent a lot of time on the phone uh, in the last uh, 13, 14 months, a lot of time on the phone. I love talking to our members. Uh, I, I love to hear their stories, um, um, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, we, we're there to support them. And if we can make a connection or two, if we could get them that one piece of business, if we can just get them in the door uh, so that they can survive, they can get that client and pay their bills and pay their associates, it's a success. I, I, I don't know, you know, I don't want to be, uh, you know, so uh, self-centered that we've saved companies, but I believe we have. I believe we've played a significant role in saving members of our business community uh, over the past year or more. And uh, that, that, to me, it helps me sleep at night. It helps me sleep at night. You haven't just been on the phone. You've been on Zoom because... <laughs> Your switch, the Chamber's switch to virtual programming to accommodate the evolving needs of our business community was immense. Is, do, do you think there's a future for continued virtual options at the Chamber or a value to providing a hybrid experience for future attendees? And a lot of us who work with businesses or organizations and are in this communications and event space are very curious of what you have to say about this based on your experience. So at four o'clock this afternoon, we graduated our third class, if you will, of Elevate CBUS. That's our uh, leadership development succession planning program where we uh, admit about 40, uh, about 40 members of the business community, up and comers in the business community and, and support them. And uh, I was uh, honored to speak. Uh, we had a virtual graduation for them at four o'clock uh, uh, today. And, and, uh, uh, you, you know, it's it's just really uh, encouraging to hear them. And I asked all of them to send me an email with one thing that they would like to make sure that we keep 
in our Elevate curriculum. And one thing they think that we could either add or maybe do better, and, and, and the emails are already coming in, and uh, one of them said, don't let go of the virtual meetings. Don't let go. Even when we can go back to having meetings in person because we're all so busy and there's so much that we're all involved in and that we do, that if we can't make the meeting in person, let us attend virtually. So I, I see a hybrid form uh, long into the future. Uh, although um, although I, I, I have to say, and, and of course, this is my, my laptop, my chamber laptop, and I have my MacBook Air, my personal laptop right next to me. Um, I, I'll, I'll attend an event and a committee meeting at the same time. You know, <laughs> our days are filled with Teams and Zoom and all of these other platforms. Um, yeah, you know, uh, and, and let, let me say, you know, because I know behind the scenes here, we have our vice president of marketing communications, Hope Cotter, and our marketing manager, Courtney West, and Jess Laughlin, who is our event director. And they've just done an amazing job of pivoting and pivoting all our events to this virtual universe. So we're still able to continue with these wonderful podcasts and all the uh, events that we do. I, I think we're, um, we're going to continue in some way, but I also think that there's some fatigue. And the chamber is all about connections. And there's just nothing like face-to-face. -face. There's just nothing like the tactile, uh, you know, universe of us being together in the same room. I think for all of us with the, the groups and the organizations we're involved with, like the chamber, um, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And we are ready. We are ready for that moment to be able to be in person with you guys. Looking to the future for the chamber as we come out of this season, what do you think comes next? Well, you know, I, I think... I think membership organizations of all kinds uh, are going to face a lot of challenges. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, business owners are going to take a real hard look at how they spend their hard-earned dollars. So the more value that we can provide to our members, the more value that we can provide, um, the, the, you know, the, the better uh, the more likelihood we'll have of succeeding and thriving uh, down the road. Um, we're now in the midst of our first year of a great relationship with the uh, Columbus Urban League that I can't be more thrilled about uh, with uh, Stephanie Hightower and her team. We, um, uh, we were able to, with uh, the Urban League, secure to secure CARES Act funding, uh, as a result of the pandemic. And we are providing enhanced memberships to 30 Black-owned companies here in uh, Central Ohio. And let me tell you, you know, my hat is off to Stephanie Hightower uh, for having the vision to partner with us, uh, with these uh, uh, Urban League members. And I think these are the types of partnerships that the Chamber must engender in order to be successful down the road and move into the future. I think we have to develop a lot of relationships. We have to continue to work uh, with One Columbus, our economic development partners, and uh, and the Columbus Partnership, and and uh, so many others. The Columbus Foundation, which stepped up with some funding for our workforce development efforts, which is great. Uh, Columbus State is a funding partner on our workforce development efforts. 
Um, we, you know, we also resuscitated our 501c3. It was a, a, an early goal that I had when I re, when I joined the chamber. Uh, we have to operate as a 501c6 because we do lobbying, but we have a Columbus Chamber Foundation, a charitable foundation of 501c3 because grant makers and other donors like to give to a charitable foundation. And that's why it was so important to us to resuscitate uh, our 501c3 charitable foundation. And, you know, uh, last year, um, uh, we brought in more than $100,000 in grants. Might not sound like a, a, a lot, but it was, it's just, you know, and it's growing. We're going to continue to bring in grant dollars for workforce development, as well as for our, uh, our emerging diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, uh, effort, which is led by our committee chair, Elizabeth Blount of Uniglobe Travel, and she's doing an incredible job as we step up and move forward with all renewed diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, planning and events uh, and uh, connections for our members. We've talked so much about the value behind chamber memberships and the different levels and, and all that you do, Don. To end the conversation today, how do you put it succinctly? I mean, we've explained it all in detail, but why should businesses be members of the Columbus Chamber of Commerce? It, it's it's so many things. It's uh, what Kelly Fuller, our workforce director, can do for them and help them in their recruiting efforts on workforce development. It's the connections that that we make. It's the affinity partnerships. Uh, they, you know, if they utilize our affinity partners, partnerships, they'll save far more every year than what their membership costs. Um, uh, the health insurance program, the workers' comp insurance savings, office supplies and office products, energy, so many different programs that uh, we offer. Um, but, you know, more than anything else, it's the collegiality. It's, it's the partnerships. It's the relationships. Um, when the pandemic struck, we decided to, to uh, admit all of our members for free for all of our chamber events. It cost us tens of thousands of dollars uh, in, in revenue. Um, and, and of course, you know, some of our larger events where we still charge admission, but we, we have a whole series on workforce development, which is called the experience series. Uh, Columbia Gas of Ohio stepped up with a grant and we, we have a, a multiple part series on uh, hiring um, refugee and immigrant populations, international populations. We have strong international populations here in central Ohio. And, and Columbia Gas wanted to help us highlight that. So they stepped forward with a grant just so we can offer programming uh, on educating our, our members. Uh, Michaela, two thirds of those 2,100 members that I spoke about employ 50 or fewer people. Two thirds of our membership employ fewer than 50 employees. We are an organization of small and mid-sized businesses. And I'm really, really proud of that because these are the companies that still create six to seven out of every 10 new jobs. They're the backbone of this country. They're the spinal column of our economy. And this country just would not be what it is without our small businesses. And you're here to support them in 
so many ways, every imaginable way you can think of, honestly, from having this conversation. Dodge, thank you so much for outlining all of that, for detailing it, and for, and for giving us your time today. I feel like I learned a lot about the organization that I didn't know, and I knew a lot. Thanks so much, Michaela, for everything you do for us at the Chamber. And thanks so much to our partners at Capital University. They're just so fantastic. And I, and I, I, I just want to thank the 21 associates from the Chamber of Commerce because they really stepped up in the past year, 13, 14 months. They have stepped up and done incredible work. And we haven't skipped a beat. And we're there for our business community. I also want to mention that our website, columbus.org, is open to all businesses. And there are resources there that you can gather, even if you're not a chamber member. So please visit columbus.org, if you will. You can learn a lot. Yes. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you, Don. Yes, for all of our listeners, definitely check out columbus.org for all that Don just mentioned. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to let us know by sharing your ratings and reviews on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you may be listening. Your reviews help people find our show and hear our community stories. We read your feedback. We value your ideas as we plan for future episodes. CBuzz is proudly produced in collaboration with Capital University, and we want to say a special thank you to the their talented students, faculty, and staff for helping bring this program to life for you, our listeners. Once again, I'm Michaela Hunt, your host for CBuzz, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce's business-focused podcast. Talk to you next time.